Welcome to another episode of The Insatiable Appetite, the Hartman's podcast on the business of food and food culture. My name is Elizabeth Aparicio. I'm an ethnographic analyst here at the Hartman Group, and I'm joined by my colleague and my favorite senior consultant, Robertson Allen. Hi, Elizabeth. It's uh, great to join you today. Yes, I'm so glad we were able to, to connect uh, today because with all the headlines I've been seeing this week, the really big news story that got my attention uh, was the Mars acquisition of Kind. And of course, I wanted to pick your brain about it, Rob, as you are currently knee deep in the world of snacking. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's uh, kind of more like waist deep in the world of snacking, I would guess. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really thick into the analysis and the write-up of our Q4 um, snacking syndicated research report. And we hope to be able to share out some teasers on that report uh, here on the podcast in uh, sometime in December. Um, but yes, with our uh, our team's minds are all turned to snacking currently. Um, and that news this week uh, was certainly something that we paid a lot of attention to, you know, back in uh, six, 2016, four years ago, when the, we did the first snacking study, we heard a lot about kind and similar types of products and bars and the changes, uh, you know, they and other companies had brought to the overall snacking space. We heard a lot about that from consumers back then. Oh, right. You were at the helm in our in our 2016 look into the future of snacking, right? Yeah, I was on that study four years ago on snacking um, back then. Um, and, you know, back then we were already seeing uh, the rise of uh, this these new categories and healthy snacking and this new focus on nutrition. Um, and so, you know, that trend as well as things like on the go, portable eating, those things have only been growing in the marketplace, of course, until COVID happened and things changed. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and I, if I recall correctly, that's actually around the time that Mars partnership with Kind first began. So in 2017, uh, I believe Mars bought a minority stake in Kind. And so kind of the, the writing was already on the wall, so to speak, in terms of the future of healthy snacks. Certainly, yeah. Um, but, you know, this year the market has, of course, changed significantly. And mm -hmm. across a lot of our work here at Hartman, we're seeing that a more uh, more emphasis on healthy eating this year from coming from consumers, you know, as health and wellness is so clearly important right now. Um, but at the same time with snacks, a lot of people are finding that they just are so widely available inside their home that, healthy eating can be challenging you know even if you're buying what you see as healthy products you know many people are staying at home they're less mobile they're less physically active and uh, they often find themselves surrounded by all this easily available food right there down the hall um, so you may still be eating healthily but the circumstances of life have changed a lot for people um, and that's where you get folks complaining about gaining what they call the COVID-15. Right. And there are implications for, for the on-the-go eating, certainly, as you mentioned earlier, too, with, with um, this COVID, uh, COVID world we're living in. Definitely. You know, like in my own life, uh, for instance, we don't have that, you know, awful, awful morning commute anymore mm -hmm. to endure in Seattle traffic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not something I miss, but... That on-the-go breakfast has really fallen by the wayside for me. And, you know, I actually used to eat things like Kind and Cliff and other bars 
with uh, some coffee in the car as I drove to work, and that was my breakfast. But you know, now most days it's fried egg on toast, uh, which I personally enjoy more. But really, on a broader scope, uh, we're seeing you know that same thing happen when we look at eating occasions across the country with people you know eating more at home and less on the go. So you know, snacks people are choosing are starting to look a little bit different and perhaps serve um, different roles in consumers' lives. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think that that general disruption in consumers' lives and how and why they snack, uh, how they shop especially, is obviously causing huge, huge uh, disruptions in, in the marketplace as a result. And, and while we certainly are not able to peer into the minds of the decision makers in this acquisition in particular, I think it's safe to say that brands uh, and companies as a whole are really turning inward right now, really evaluating their business models, trying to figure out how to best uh, prepare for 2021 right. and, the, and the longer term future, whether that means pivoting strategy or, or going this acquisition route. Yeah, and I think it's telling it even a strong brand like Kind, and they're a leader in the growth and visibility of these kind of health-oriented, free-from snacks. Um, and they've seen a lot of really dramatic growth over the past decade that I would say most any company would envy. Um, even Kind um, is likely feeling perhaps a bit unsteady going into next year. Um, you know, they've been expanding to new categories, new markets globally, and I don't think they want to stop doing that. Um, so I think they see this really as an opportunity to continue that expansion um, and at the same time be relatively defensive during the pandemic um, and the current uncertain marketplace. Um, and, you know, of course, this is clearly a play for Mars uh, to expand their portfolio beyond those kinds of nostalgic and iconic sweet snack brands like M&M, Snickers, candy bars and the like. Um, and move move their portfolio uh, towards those more trend-forward healthy snacks um, because that space does really show some long-term growth potential and consumer appeal uh, well beyond the pandemic, we think. Yeah, certainly. And we're, uh, of course, living with a lot more. We're all living with a lot more uncertainty these days, not only in the marketplace, <laughs> but like in our own, own lives. But one thing that does seem certain that we've seen from the consumer side uh, so far is that consumers are really looking uh, to make their food and beverages purchases do more now. So not yeah. only that nutritional angle that you're speaking to of something like healthy snacking, but also also in the social impact of their purchasers. And we're seeing this, especially with like progressive engaged consumers. So events of mm -hmm. 2020 have really brought to the forefront a variety of social issues, uh, especially concerning uh, vulnerable populations amid a pandemic. Um, and I bring that up now because Kind has really uh, historically seen a strong uh, social angle in that brand. So, for instance, in their foundation, uh, and it has really been, or their, their foundation, like philanthropic work, um, and that's really been a really distinct element of their brand. And so generally, even beyond snacking, although that's uh, really integral in considering this acquisition in particular, uh, one particular watch out that we'd highlight in this um, or similar uh, acquisitions is that consumers are a little bit more wary and, and overall more scrutinous of similar social and community efforts if they're executed by big brands. So depending right. on how the acquisition plan plays out, um, how, how this acquisition in particular plays out, there could be 
some implications uh, to the authenticity and genuineness of the, the minds of consumers of the social and sustainability promise uh, as, as kind continues to, to potentially continues to grow. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, and, you know, definitely we've seen other similar fast growing brands like kind that were acquired by larger companies. We've seen them be given the autonomy to still pursue those kinds of uh, philanthropic initiatives. And that's definitely a pillar on which kind places a lot of its value and a lot of its brand story. Um, so, you know, that will be something we'll continue to track for sure here at Hartman and also track how snacking and consumers are approaching snacks. Um, as the pandemic continues on, it's certainly something that we're tracking here. Um, so uh, I just want to say, you know, listeners should be on the lookout for the release of our Q4 report, which is on track to come out um, at the start of the new year. Um, and it will have all sorts of qualitative and quantitative insights on consumer snacking, things like the impact of snacking in light of the pandemic itself, uh, working from home, learning from home with kids and working with home while your kids are learning from home. And of course, all those other details that we uh, typically have in our reports. Right. And that teaser next month. Don't forget about that on, on this podcast. Uh, so thanks, Rob. That, that's it for this week's Insatiable Appetite. So thank you all for listening. Uh, stay safe and have a great holiday week next week. My pleasure, Elizabeth.